0: The American Council of the Blind presents ACB Reports, a monthly news magazine containing topics of interest to people who are blind or have low vision. I'm Mike Duke. This month... Embark on a journey to discover new worlds at the 52nd Annual Conference and Convention of the American Council of the Blind. Welcome to ACB Reports for June 2013. Thursday, July 4th through Friday, July 12th, members of the American Council of the Blind will gather in Columbus, Ohio, for the organization's 52nd annual conference and convention. In keeping with the world-changing discovery made by the city's namesake, ACB Reports invites you to come along for this sneak preview of our voyage to discover new worlds with ACB. Janet Dickelman of Minneapolis, Minnesota, is the conference and convention coordinator. What awaits the attendees in Columbus this year?
1: First of all, the convention is moving forward a day, which means everything that you're used to having on a particular day has basically moved up a day. So our first pre-registration pickup will be Wednesday evening, July 3rd. Our first tour is on Thursday, July 4th. Friday, we will start with additional tours. We'll have some tech sessions and board meetings, and our welcome party will be Friday evening. And this is kind of cool. Our host committee is doing something a little different this year. Rather than a DJ, they're doing pop culture trivia.
0: Okay. So you can,
1: you know, sit around, get a table of people together, and just, as they say, strain your brain.
0: An interactive welcome party yes. this time.
1: Our general sessions will begin on Saturday, July 6th, that evening, and then they will be Sunday morning through Wednesday morning, and then our all-day general session, which of course is our business meeting and our officer elections, will be Thursday, July 11th. Our banquet will be the evening of Thursday, July 11th, and our final tour in the post-convention board meeting will be Friday the 12th.
0: What are some of the highlights that you anticipate?
1: Our first tour is the joint tour. You have to choose one or the other. We're going to Cincinnati on Thursday, July 4th. It's our baseball tour. and We're going to the Reds Hall of Fame, and then we're going to go see after lunch the uh, Cincinnati Reds play the San Francisco Giants. And if you're not a baseball fan, you can go to the Museum Center at Union Terminal. And it is a mammoth science museum and a history museum. They have a cave tour that you can wander through, and see the waterfalls and the different formations and the bath area. You can experience the ice age. There's a lot of different prehistoric animals that you can experience. They have a science lab where they're going to do all kinds of cool experiments. And then in the afternoon, you will visit the history center.
0: So you have a full day on July 4th, including baseball. What's on tap for the evening?
1: Tecumseh, which is an outdoor amphitheater. We'll have dinner there. And then there is a production, which we're going to have in audio description, thanks to the host committee for setting this up for us. It is Ohio history. It's an Indian ceremony with galloping horses and cannons. It's an outdoor production, basically, of Tecumseh, who was an Indian leader, defending his homeland, and it's the story behind that.
0: Is that a separate tour from the Cincinnati Tours, and can you take part in both of those?
1: Unfortunately, you wouldn't get back from Cincinnati in time to take the Tecumseh tour, but people who come in a little later in the day on the 4th and want to do something that evening, that's a great possibility for you.
0: Looking at Friday, July 5th, things really start to crank up. You have tours and some other events. What's going on on Friday?
1: Friday, we have the first leg of the ever-popular city tour, which is a bus tour around the city of Columbus. And it's a no-stopping tour, but you just learn the history. Our tour guide is a gentleman from the museum in Columbus who is going to be our step-on tour guide. So he's got all kinds of things to talk about. The city tour will also repeat. We'll have two legs of that on Saturday, so you'll have plenty of opportunity to see the city of Columbus. Also on Friday, we are going to Wyandotte Winery. You can uh, learn about the production of wine, do some wine tasting, do some wine purchasing if you'd like, and have lunch. That's on Friday, as well as a tour to the Ohio Village, which is an 1880s town, and you can tour the um, little museum that they have there. You can top the evening off with a trip to Schmidt's German Restaurant, Schmitz is a fifth-generation German restaurant where we're going to have a buffet with all your favorite German foods. It also includes their apparently world-famous cream puffs. On Saturday, we're going to The Works, which is a museum for the history of Ohio, which is supposed to be very interesting, and then a stop at Ye Old Mill, which was an old mill, obviously, that's been converted into an ice cream factory. And you'll learn a little bit about the production of ice cream and have lunch, of course, including one of their homemade ice cream sundaes.
0: That's my kind of tour.
1: I like that one, too. For those of you who are adventurers, we're going to do a zip line tour again. This one is a higher, faster zip line. You go through the canopy of the trees, go along the river. Apparently, you don't land in the river, but you go right past it.
0: Hopefully, anyway. Yeah, hopefully.
1: (laughs) This is one that I got to do when I was there last September, and I really thought this was an excellent tour. In Columbus, there is an authentic museum-quality replica to scale of the Santa Maria. You can walk through the entire ship and get a feel of what it was like to cross the Atlantic Ocean in this very small ship. And you can see where they housed their animals, where they slept, how and where they cooked. We got to pull up an anchor using the ropes to see what that was like. And it was a very interesting tour.
0: Lots of good hands-on stuff for everybody. And Columbus, of course, being like most of the other Columbuses in the country named after Christopher.
1: Yes. Thus, the theme of our convention this year is Discovering New Worlds. We are going to the house that the author James Thurber lived in when he was going to Ohio State and did a lot of his writings, and they'll have docents showing you around the house, but they'll also be reading passages from some of his works. And he was partially blind.
0: By the end of the convention, we've all sat in meetings, seminars, had many late-night visits with friends. It's time for one more grand hurrah of a tour. So what's happening on Friday, July 12th?
1: On final Friday, we are doing a blind services tour. We're going back to Cincinnati and we are going to see Clovernook, including the historic Carey Cottage, which is how Clovernook got started, actually, as a home for women who were blind. We can see all of the production and the industry that they have at Clovernook, and we'll have a little lunch there. Then we're going to Cincinnati Association for the Blind and Visually Impaired and visit their facility. Then we are ending our week with dinner and a movie. You know, I've seen things on TV. You heard about the different food trucks that come around. You know, you can try different foods. And I've thought, well, that'd be kind of fun, but it might be kind of a hassle. Through um, Columbus Food Experience, we have an opportunity where there will be several food trucks that will park, will be served. You can just sit and relax and try several different appetizers, several different entrees, and dessert. Then we are going to the Ohio Theater, which was built in 1928, and the theater organ is still in tip-top shape today. The organist will be playing prior to the movie, during intermission and after, and it sounds really cool. I don't know how they do this, but the organ comes up from under the stage, and they make a great production of it. We are also having an audio described performance there of the movie Citizen Kane. So that's going to be our final evening in Columbus.
0: This is ACB Reports from the American Council of the Blind, and we're talking with Janet Dickelman, the conference coordinator for ACB. Let's talk about the hotel and the convention facility
1: home for our convention will be the Hyatt Regency Hotel in downtown Columbus. Although it is connected to the convention center, our um, exhibit hall will actually be in the convention center, but the portion of the convention center that we're using is adjacent to where our ballroom will be for general sessions. And so it's a seamless connection. You won't even necessarily know you're going into another building because it's right there. The convention center has on the first floor a food court. And there's a dozen different restaurants from Subway to Oriental to uh, burger places to Philly cheesesteak to Mexican to Greek. So there's going to be a wide variety of foods just off the first floor of the hotel in the convention center. The Hyatt has restaurants of its own. It has one called Market Stand Cafe, which reminded me a lot of Cafe Magnolia at the golf house. And then there is Big Bar on Two, which is the bar, of course, but also serves some bar food, sandwiches and appetizers. And then Perk's Coffee and More, which is a coffee and muffin Danish type place. And then there's an Einstein Bagel, and they're all on the second floor of the Hyatt. For those of you who want to wander out of the hotel, there are numerous restaurants within walking distance, or a short taxi ride. And, of course, all that information will be in the restaurant and business guide that we'll have available.
0: Before we leave... Hello, puppy.
1: Scoop Masters is doing our dog relief area. Isabel's advertising for Scoop Masters, apparently. Tim and Maria Stone will be here again, and you can do pre-order dog food through them.
0: This is ACB Reports from the American Council of the Blind, and we're talking with Janet Dickelman, the conference coordinator for ACB. Explain the reservation process, and what is the cost per night?
1: First of all, the cost of the room at the Hyatt is $89 a night plus tax, but that is for up to four people. Sometimes after you get more than two people in the room, they'll charge you an extra price, but here at the Hyatt, it's $89 for up to four people. You can call the Hyatt, and their phone number is 888-421-1442. Make sure you tell them that you are with the American Council of Blind Convention. Or we have a link to Hyatt Reservations right on our website. So you can go to www.acb.org and go to the 2013 Conference and Convention information. And there's a link to make your reservations online with Hyatt. We still have rooms available, but make your reservations as soon as you can. If you haven't made your airline reservations yet, Columbus is served by most major carriers. It is also served by the Megabus. In fact, the Megabus stops right across the street from the hotel, and Greyhound stops about six blocks away from the hotel.
0: Whenever you travel, you have to plan for transportation to and from the airport. So what are the transportation options in Columbus?
1: There is a shuttle from the airport to the hotel, They are offering us a rate of $22 round trip, which is a very good rate from the airport. Uh, Taxi is anywhere from $20 to $25 one way, so $22 is a very good price. And it is through Arch Express. They would prefer people to book in advance. You can call them, or you can book online. Their phone number is 614 252 277 or you can book online at com.
0: By the time this presentation is being heard, conference pre-registration will be open. Explain the pre-registration process.
1: Pre-registration will open on Tuesday May 28th. It will run through June 26th. You can register online at www.acb.org, And, of course, there's a link for the pre-registration there. And also you can register via phone. If you do register over the phone, remember that you will leave a message. You may have to wait just a little bit for someone to get back to you because there's many people, especially at the beginning and the end, who want to register by phone. But you will be called back and uh, they will take your registration over the phone.
0: Tell us about the cost of the various events.
1: The administrative fee for the convention is $20, which is a great bargain. And that gets you into the exhibit hall, that gets you into general sessions, and some of the programming that does not have a cost.
0: Plus it covers the cost of your convention program. But you can
1: get rail or large print downloadable. You can get it on CD. There's several different options for the program. And then some of the affiliate programming, you know, obviously the luncheons and the breakfasts and some of the committee programs do have minimum costs. There's always a pre-registration and an at-the-convention price. So if you know that you're going to attend a particular program, you can save a few dollars by registering for it during the pre-registration. Otherwise, you can always get, you know, tickets at the convention.
0: Continuing our discussion with Janet Dickelman about the 52nd Annual Conference and Convention of the American Council of the Blind, coming up in July in Columbus, Ohio, in addition to the general session presentations, which President Mitch Pomerantz will talk about shortly, many ACB committees and special interest affiliates will also be meeting during this week. What can you tell us about some of these activities?
1: There's so many things I could talk about about affiliate and committee programming, but I don't want to talk one affiliate over another, so I really don't want to get into that. There's just a myriad of special interest affiliates, and then we have a lot of committees who have programs, such as the Education Task Force is having a program on Monday, Employment Issues is having programming on Tuesday. There's a great seminar that the Rehab Committee and several other affiliates are joining in to have on Tuesday. And each day there's several different luncheons and a couple of different breakfasts that are put on either by affiliates or other
0: groups. Of course, one of the highlights of every ACB conference and convention is the Exhibit Hall. What is the Exhibit Hall schedule this year?
1: Our Exhibit Hall will open Saturday at 1 p.m., and they'll be open from 1 to 5 on Saturday. They'll be open from 11 to 5 Sunday through Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, they will be open from 9 to 3. This year, again, we'll be doing Marketplace, which is a great place for affiliates or individuals who don't want to have a booth in the exhibit hall but have something to sell or maybe those raffle tickets or those T-shirts or they can't have an exhibit table because they just don't have the time or the staff to assist them. We will have Marketplace, which is an hour and a half before opening session on Saturday and then an hour before each general session, and that'll be right outside the ballroom. Anything can be sold except for food.
0: Over the past few years, the ACB Walk and an auction have become annual fundraising events at the conference and convention. Because of the altered schedule this year with everything moving back a day, when will these events occur?
1: Saturday morning is our, I believe it's the fifth annual ACB walk, and it will be at Goodale Park, which is very close to the hotel. It's a very easy walking path. I believe it's a mile and a quarter walk, so you can loop it more than once, obviously. That's always a great fundraiser, and you can be a walker or a virtual walker. And that's $25, and it's a great fundraiser for ACB. There's a lot of people who form teams and get pledges and try to outdo each other. It's a great exercise, great fundraiser for ACB, and it's a fun competition. See how many people you can get on your walk team or how many pledges you can get. And then Tuesday evening is the ACB auction. The auction preview at uh, 6.30, and then the auction will begin at 7.00. There's always a couple of great vacations. There's a lot of technology. Uh, I know there's going to be a beautiful quilt. There's a lot of jewelry and other handmade things. So there's a variety of things to bid on, and it's really fun when there's bidding wars. It's a great time.
0: For many years now, people who have not been able to attend the conventions have been able to listen to the general sessions and certain other events by way of ACB Radio's mainstream channel, at acbradio.org. This year, that coverage will be expanded to include some other events.
1: Tune into ACB Radio. You can catch the General Sessions, the Friends in Art Showcase, the Board of Publications Candidates Forum, and the Banquet. And new this year, we're going to be broadcasting some committee afternoon programming Some live and some will be recorded and broadcast later on in the day.
0: We've been talking with Janet Dickelman, the conference and convention coordinator of the American Council of the Blind.
2: From the American Council of the Blind, you're listening to ACB Reports.
0: Developing the program content for any conference is a big challenge. ACB President Mitch Pomerantz says he believes the program content of this conference reflects a good balance between educational, informative, and entertaining material.
2: We're really excited because it is the 75th anniversary of our sister organization in Spain, ONCE. The president of ONCE uh, is a gentleman named Miguel Caballera, who I met last year when Donna and I and a group of ACB folks visited Spain for a week. We're very fortunate that Miguel and his wife and a uh, translator and another special guest whom I'll mention in a minute will be joining us at least for the first two days of the uh, conference and convention Miguel will be speaking to us Saturday evening, and then on Sunday morning, the second vice president of the World Blind Union, the gentleman named Enrique Perez, a wonderful fellow I've met previously, and we spent some time together in Madrid. He'll be coming as well as part of the Spanish delegation, so we're going to have two international presentations. We're also going to have two very important government officials as far as blind people are concerned. We will have the uh, chief of the National Library Service, Karen Kenninger. I think Karen has proven to be a very strong advocate for top-notch library services for us. And Karen will once again be uh, attending the convention and talking about what NLS is doing particularly insofar as technology and and BARD and all of that is concerned. We also are going to be having as a speaker, and I honestly don't know if she's been confirmed or not, but she's told us she's coming, whether she is still waiting to be confirmed, Janet lebrec who has been nominated by President Obama to head up the Rehabilitation Services Administration, which, of course holds the purse strings, uh, and oversees all rehabilitation programs throughout the country. Ms. LeBrecq will be attending our convention and speaking to us as well. Also, as of May 25th, those of us who are part of the working group for accessible prescription drug labeling concluded our work on putting together the document that will be circulated in July that we hope will begin the process of helping pharmacists to provide accessible drug labeling information. And we are going to have a panel presentation by several of the participants on that panel. We will have the representative from CCLVI, our Low Vision affiliate Annette Carter, Mark Reichert, who was one of the reps from AFB, and the staff person for the Access Board, who really did a lot of the writing and coordination, Sue Crawford. She was on loan from the Department of Justice to the Access Board for this initiative. So we're real excited about it. We're also going to be discussing uh, accessible television. So we're going to have a super informative and educational conference and convention as we typically do our banquet thursday evening we're going to have a lady who is familiar to many particularly in ohio and throughout the midwest mary hilland who uh, used to be the executive director of our ohio affiliate mary along with five other blind women and i think six sighted guides hiked the appalachian trail And Mary's going to come and talk about that experience, and I think that's going to be really a fascinating banquet topic. It's always a challenge to put a program together that is a balance between entertainment and education and information, and I think we've done it this year, and it's going to be a a fun week, I think. It's the last one that I'll be associated with, at least as far as serving as president is concerned,
0: Next year, you can sit in the California delegation like a normal person?
2: (laughs) Yes, sir, and heckle the president.
0: Is there anything you want to say about the election process?
2: Four of the five officers have reached our term limits. Myself, uh, Kim Charlson, our first vice president, our uh, second vice president, Brenda Dillon, and our uh, secretary, Marlena Lieberg, we are terming out. Carla Rushaval, our treasurer, has just concluded her first term, so she's eligible to run again. And so I will be stepping aside. I will become immediate past president. So we will be holding elections for five officer positions, four of whom will be brand new in their various positions. And if anyone from the board of directors who is currently holding a board seat moves up to an officer position then we will have an election for that unfilled board position. So we will have at least five elections. Last year we had a few more than that because we had the board of publications and some board seats. So I don't know if the process will be uh, any shorter this time but we'll be electing five positions and perhaps one or two others.
0: At the conclusion of the 52nd annual conference, three-term ACB President Mitch Pomerantz will pass the gabble to his successor. Join ACB Reports next month for reflections on his presidency and to welcome a new person to this important office. You've been listening to ACB Reports, heard on radio information services nationwide on side four of the Braille Forum cassette edition and throughout the world on acbradio.org. ACB Reports is produced at Radio Reading Service of Mississippi, a service of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Send suggestions and comments about this program to reports at acbradio.org. Contact the American Council of the Blind online at acb.org or phone 800-424-8666. Thanks for listening, and please join us again next month for another ACB Reports.